1: Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with it's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org consequence and the consequence podcast network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here and checking out the series. Uh, Hopefully you know what to do. If you uh, like what you hear, uh, hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world at all the usual spots like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest... Dream Theater lead singer James Labrie. We're going to be talking about A View from the Top of the World, the progressive metal band's 15th studio album. Uh, the Canadian vocalist is going to take us through the process of the band constructing their own studio and putting the album together during the pandemic. Uh, writing the song Aliens after hearing the Joe Rogan Elon Musk interview and using hope as a destination in their music. Now, Labrie also tells us how he ended up covering Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart with the band Falsette, and even mentions a little bit about the band's upcoming world tour. So let's get into it, discussing A View from the Top of the World. It's Kyle Meredith with Dream Theater. Hey, Kyle. How are you? Well, congratulations on A View from the Top of the World. What a powerful record you guys have put out.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, we're, we're pretty excited. And uh, the feedback so far from the fans has been overwhelmingly positive. So uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty psyched. I guess the only thing to follow it up now is to, to get out there and start touring, <laughs> you know, again, which we have uh, every intention starting in February to, uh, to begin the next world tour.
1: yeah
0: Yeah. well i know uh, part of the story
1: you know as you hope for the tour is also just because of the pandemic you had to record uh, or work on this a lot uh, separately at first uh how did that Mm -hmm. affect how you approached it and and how much of what was happening around us actually played into you know even in the lyrics that you were writing
0: i think you know fortunately for us we have our own studio it's called dream theater headquarters and we you know we we bought this big uh we started this big place warehouse and we renovated the whole front half of the warehouse into the state of the art studio with, you know, full on living room and a, a boardroom and a kitchen and a maintenance room. And a, and then the, the control room, the, uh, the engineer's room where we record all the stuff. And, and then we have a, a room where the band sets up and that's where we do our writing and our rehearsing and so on and so forth. So I think that was very, very uh, crucial to why we were able to go on uh, during a pandemic and get together. And even though all of us, we had been, you know, vaccinated, fully vaccinated, uh, we didn't have to worry about going into a building where there would be several people coming in and out of it was our, it's our studio. So it was basically the band and our uh, production assistant, uh, Maddie Schaeferstein, who's also John's guitar tech. And then James Meslin, uh, who was our engineer who recorded it so it was just that now also that being said kyle uh i stayed up in canada and i was patched in through them uh by zoom via zoom and then they were patched into me in my studio in my house and so i had all their instruments cranking through my my speakers in my studio and vice versa they had me on a great big uh monitor screen so they could hear me and see me and i could uh contribute and be involved in the writing as well because i live in canada so the Mm -hmm. whole idea of me going back and forth in the states at the time that we wanted to start which was a year ago october was it was just practically impossible it was just so difficult you know so but we made it work as long like the, the important thing was the four instrumentalists were able to be in the same room which is imperative to anything like this, like you have to be able to feed off each other. There's that physical connection. There's that chemistry, and to be able to for the five of us to have been patched in via Zoom, that would have been just just you know uh, discombobulated for sure.
1: Yeah, it's worlds ahead of you know what we were all capable of doing. Even you know when oh my you God. became it started in Dream Theater thirty years ago. But I was thinking yeah. about you know just the the technology and 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 the and the age that we're in and and here we are. Like I start looking at the song Aliens and and think of like how we're also in a renewed space age, not just a technology age, but because of technology, a new space age. Mm-hmm. And I, I sort of listened to that song through that lens. Uh, what sure. part does it play for you uh, in that song, I guess, specifically?
0: Are you talking lyrically or? or, or I'm what? talking lyrically, oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, well, lyrically, I was inspired. My my son turned me on to a, a podcast that uh, um, Joe Rogan had done with um, uh, Elon Musk. And uh, they, you know, know, Elon Musk was talking about the whole Mars uh, exploration and terraforming. And eventually, you know, the human species, as we know it, the only way that we're going to be infinite and go on to survive is if we start thinking outside of this planet, because eventually we're going to outgrow it or strip it of of all its uh, resources. We're kind of a destructive species, aren't we, Kyle? But we are but, uh, you know <laughs> like holy man but anyway so it was a three-hour podcast and i listened to it and i was extremely inspired at the moment so i, I did a a ton of jot notes uh wrote down and, and um and then just from there i mean i i remember hearing this was actually the first song that we wrote uh for the album the alien and um i knew that i wanted to do that i just knew that i wanted to to do the lyric i thought with that mindset like this this whole thing it uh that song it just has a uh a very spacey almost like a movie soundtrack kind of feel to it to me and so i I just thought of uh something that was more you know sci-fi and uh but instead we are we instead become the aliens and uh we we were out there you know in the universe and and terraforming and and uh, maybe other planets that are inhabited already would see us as we see or as we think uh, when we think of aliens, yeah.
1: but even in a song like that, there is a chance for, uh, continued life for all of us. And mm-hmm. that's something sure. interesting because when, you know, there is a lot of darkness around and there is a lot of dark songs being written. It's something from you all is there's even on the darker songs, there ends up being light at the end of the tunnel. There's always seems to be hope with what you all put out. Where does that come from?
0: Uh, well, I, th- I think you just said it yourself though. Kyle, is that the fact is, aren't we inundated enough with all the the freaking negativity and the darkness? And then people want to perpetuate that and write about it in lyrics. And, and the other thing is like uh, when John Petrucci and I sat down before going in to write the lyrics, the one thing we made evidently clear from the very beginning is we are not writing lyrics about this pandemic enough artists i'm pretty damn sure are going to do that so let's let that that befall onto them and we just said you know like let's write what we think you know it well it has to have some significance to us personally and that's where i've always come from it has to be something that i'm motivated by or inspired by uh at that time and um so i think you know we always within our lyric want Everyone to see at some point, you know, the human spirit and that we can rise above anything, transcend any negativity that we are, you know, extremely resilient and we have to believe in that. And if enough of us believe in it, then it'll be a better place for all of us to live absolutely i love that
1: mm-hmm. uh, i'll wrap up by uh complimenting you uh you guested on your your son chance's uh band Falset uh, on their cover of motley cruise <laughs> yeah. kickstart my yeah. heart which was so fun to listen to how did you all land on that song and, and what's the story there
0: okay so so my son yeah he's in Falset, and uh you know they're actually they they came up to me they just uh chance and uh the guitar player zach who also is the uh singer uh in the band uh, he, they just said, "Hey, would you be willing to to sing on this track?" And um, because I used to be in a band, Kyle, back in the '80s, called Shock Candy, and we used to cover a lot of Motley Crue. I mean, I've always thought Nicky Six is a, a brilliant freaking uh, musician and writer, and I and I I did love Motley Crue. And um, so, anyways, they they knew about that, and they said, <clears throat> "You have a history. You sang this stuff." I said, "Yeah, for sure." And they said, well, would you be willing to this track? And I said, absolutely, let's go for it. And so I sang it in my studio here uh, in my house. And um, and we had a great time. And Zach also sang on that as well. You know, he should be credited. But but here's the crazy thing. So my tour manager, who's been our tour manager, Dream Theater's tour manager for the last, oh, my God, almost 20 years, uh, Rick Fulner, he, he uh, emailed me and he said, hey, man, uh, I just got an email from Mick Mars and he heard the track and he absolutely loves it. I thought you guys did a brilliant job. So when I told my my son and the band mate, and his bandmates that they were flipping out, no way. It is so much fun. It's really cool. Yeah, for sure. It is so
1: much fun. And I'll say the same thing about the whole album of you from the top of the world, James. Uh, you guys knocked it out on this one. I'm looking forward to the tour happening next year. I can't wait to hear that next solo record you've been talking about. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. all the congrats on what you've been doing.
0: Great. Thank you, Kyle. Much appreciated. Okay, take
1: care. My thanks to James Labrie again. The brand-new Dream Theater album is called A View from the Top of the World. Big thanks to you as well for uh, checking out the episode. Please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week. That's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with... Then after that, head over to wfpk.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org consequence has your music and film news you can also find me on the social media spots including uh twitter facebook instagram all three of them at kyle meredith i do hope you like and follow along and that does it for another edition i'm kyle meredith i'll see you next time consequence podcast network